Welcome back to Adventures with Bam. I'm Brent Billings. I'm Maggie Billings. And today we're going to talk about how we began our formal relationship. Indeed. Uh, but first, while or before we jump into the past, just a, a moment of current events. Uh, maybe this will become a regular part of our podcast. Maybe it won't. Um, our children are hilarious and they say funny things all the time. So Brent, are you ready to hear the best thing or the most entertaining thing that Darius said tonight? Um, yes. So we're at my work Christmas party. It's a potluck. Everyone's, you know, there's a ton of different food there. Uh, Darius has eats his plate of food and wants more. And he's like, Hey, can you go, uh, can we go pick out more food? And I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, wait, he goes, uh, first, can I tell you what my favorite food is? And I'm like, yeah. And then he leans in and he goes, children. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then he goes, just kidding, it's chicken nuggets. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I have no idea if he got this from like a show, but that happened tonight. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was showing him some screenshots from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and you had mentioned that he might be afraid of the abominable snowman. Mm -hmm. So we were practicing how to say that, which apparently I didn't practice enough myself. And I showed him a trailer that had like a two second clip where he like comes in like behind them on the boat or whatever. Uh -huh. And like, maybe he thought that they were... <laughs> That he was going to eat that? Like, I don't know. Like, it's crazy some of the connections <laughs> that he makes sometimes. It wouldn't yeah, surprise me if that was it. I don't know. But it also could have been anything else. Who knows? Know. Anyway, thought that was worth sharing with the with the class. Do what you will with that clip. It's uh, got to go somewhere. <laughs> I guess. I think we'll do a full episode at some point about all the goofy things that they come up with. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good one to start. So, yeah. So, I made this proposal of sorts at the eiffel tower not mm -hmm. a not a marriage proposal necessarily but but an upgrade in our relationship and so what what happened i i left Paris. yeah so we all went up the eiffel tower that night had a lovely time the four of us uh, went you know came back down went to our apartment <clears throat> um yeah the next morning you and uh, lance the other guy uh, went to leave and yeah, Brent hands me this little stack of notes uh, that he had been writing for me during the trip. And I was like, you know, there's, I think there were six, five or six notes. And I had like five or six days left on the trip before um, Becky and I uh, flew back. So Brent goes, here's these notes. You can read one a day, um, you know, each day before your return or, you know, whatever you want. And I'm like, okay. So he leaves, uh, Becky goes back to bed and I'm like, well, I'm reading them all now. <laughs> so I go and I sit down in the bathroom and I just like pour over all of them. And it was so like, it was such a bizarre thing to, cause I had had feelings for Brent for, you know, more than a year at this point and had pretty much resigned myself to the idea, like nothing's going to come of this. You know, if something hasn't, happened at this point it's not going to happen and then all of a sudden seemingly out of nowhere it happened Brent's like I have feelings for you so I'm like trying to wrap my head around this and then I'm reading these like just beautiful notes of Brent like sharing his feelings you know like we'd whatever one day we're in Rome and he's writing me this note about like today we're in Rome and here's what we're doing and here's what I was thinking and just getting to like peek behind the curtain uh, a little bit and just trying to wrap my head around the fact that like, whoa, 
Brent actually likes me and he has for a while. And um, yeah, it was such a surreal thing. I still have those notes. They're very special to me. So yeah, uh, read those, um, continued, continued on the trip uh, in Paris. The other thing was, I don't know if people, if girls still do this. Back in my day, um, something that uh, my friend group did uh, is we would write, we would write lists of like the qualities that we look for in a husband. Um, maybe this is like a an American Christian culture thing. I have no idea. Basically, my purpose for it was I had been in some like unhealthy and dysfunctional dating relationships <clears throat> leading up to this. And I was like, you know what? Like I have uh, wasted so much time. I feel like I need to not uh, lower my standards and just like be reminded of what I want in a relationship. So I'd sat down with some friends, um, I don't know, three years before this and made a list of like, here are the things that I would want in a husband. And it was, you know, like, it wasn't like he needs to be six foot two and he needs like, it wasn't, that. it was like, I want someone who worships the Lord the same way that I do. And um, we share these same interests and doesn't have a fear of commitment. Um, you know, <laughs> basic things. Um, yeah, I needed a solid foundation. And my tendency until this point had been, um, you know, catch feelings for someone. And then it was it it was easier to forget those things um, because of emotions. So I needed to have that list to remind me like, no, here's what I want so that it would um, be easier to turn that stuff down if it wasn't the right fit. So anyway, I had written this list years prior, given it to my friend and was like, um, <laughs> if I ever ask you for this list, like something has happened. <laughs> so she knows I'm on this trip with you. Um, she knows I've had feelings for you for a long time. Nothing's ever come of it. Da, 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 da. I, email her um, a day or two later. And I'm like, hey, you remember that list? I'm going to need that. <laughs> no other no other information. She's like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, we'll talk more later. <laughs> so she she sends me this list. And I read over it knowing that like, okay, like, I don't I wrote this a long time ago. I have no idea. Um, thinking like, you know, if there's stuff on this list that was a non negotiable to me, and it still is, um, then this probably isn't this isn't the right thing. So I read over it. Sure enough, Brent's everything on the list. And I'm like, okay, okay, green light. That's good. And for me, that was like a um, continue forward, not like a yes, this is it, but like a, okay, let's move to the next step. So at that point, um, I think we had made a plan to, um, once I got back to the States, set up a coffee date for a a little DTR. Basically, I had a ton of questions. DTR being define, define the relationship. Define the relationship. Another yeah. thing, which I don't know if that's still a thing today. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm not sure. I mean, surely it is happening, but is that term still in use, or Who is knows? this called something else? Yeah, we're out of. Um, our stuff is maybe out of circulation, <laughs> but um, yeah, my thing was I just like I like we said in the previous episode. Um, I had had feelings for Brent for a long time, but. Up until this time, I did not know that he had feelings. So I had questions um, and it wasn't real clear in that conversation in Paris. Um, like, how serious are you? What are your intentions? Is this like a, hey, I've liked you for a long time. Let's try this. Or is this like, I've been praying about it and I want to marry you. <laughs> like, I just didn't want to risk our whole friendship um, if we weren't sort of on the same page. So I had all these questions. Um, and as 
as I was getting ready for this conversation, you know, it was like 10 days out or something. Yeah. Uh, Paris was October 26th. Mm-hmm. And then when did we? November 5th, November 6th. I think we started dating on the 5th. I think that was our first, that was the DTR. I'm very encouraged that you don't remember exactly. I mean, it's within a day or two. <laughs> we can figure it out. But <laughs> So anyway, as I'm preparing for this, as I'm praying about this, you know, we're talking to, I'm talking to people that have known us for a long time. Like, what do you think of this? Does this seem like a good idea? Like, do you see any red flags that I'm not seeing? Everyone's like, no, I feel like this is great. And a lot of people are like, you've been praying about this for two years and it seems like God's giving you green lights. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, so I was trying to really lean on the people in my life that I trusted enough to tell me if they thought that this was not a good fit. Um, Cause I tend to, um, throw caution to the wind. Um, so I need this, I need those people in my life. Uh, anyway, as I was praying about this and like really just praying for like wisdom and discernment, like, God, how do I know? Like, I really want to know that this is the right thing before I make a step forward. Um, the, I'm going to have to pull it up. It's in second Kings 20. Uh, I'll pray, paraphrase a little bit. Um, Hezekiah, the King, uh, is sick and the prophet Isaiah, uh, God sends him to say like, Hey, this is get your stuff in order. Cause you are going to die of this sickness. You're not going to recover from this. And Hezekiah, um, weeps and basically says like, God, remember how I served you. Um, I, I walked, I walked before you faithfully and wholehearted and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And then it says, Isaiah, on basically on his way out, God stops him and says, go back. <laughs> Tell Hezekiah, I've heard you. Um, I've seen your tears. Uh, I'm going to heal you. And I'm going to add 15 years of your life. And then goes on to say, like, I'm going to give you these kinds of um, victories. Um, so Isaiah goes back tells Hezekiah all this. Um, and essentially Hezekiah says, but how can I know? How can I know that this is really from the Lord? And Hezekiah. So Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forward 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps, says Hezekiah. Rather, have it go back 10 steps. So for me, I'm reading this story and there is this sense of here's this person who follows God who really wants to make sure that he's hearing that what he believes he's hearing from God is actually from God. So he essentially ask God, like, prove to me that this is you by doing something that is impossible. That's not going to happen any other way. And something that had been not, not something that I had been set on before, but something that I had seen other friends do in relationships that I was like, oh, that's interesting, was not kiss until their wedding day. And, you know, I'd, we'd had a handful of friends do this. And I was kind of always like, wow, is that even is that possible? Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? And I could kind of see myself getting behind it. Um, just cause I was like, you know, there's like, I know myself in relationships. I know my self-control is not great. Um, I could see myself, um, benefiting from those kind of boundaries in a relationship, but had never really had my head set 
my heart set on it because I was like, nobody's ever like that's what what man is going to be like. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so as I was praying through this, I read this story and I'm like, God, I feel like I need you to do something impossible to show me that this is your will, and I'm just going to stake it all on that. Like, so my my fleece on the lawn, essentially my my shadow going backwards. 10 steps was, um, I'm going to decide, I'm not going to tell anyone, but I'm going to decide that um, if Brent independently suggests that um, that's the kind of boundary that he wants, that we don't kiss until we're married, that's how I'm going to know. Because nobody says that. Nobody wants that. That's random. He had never heard me talk about it before. Um, It wasn't something um, that we had ever discussed. So I was like, that's going to be my thing. So, and if that's not, like, if he's not on the same page, like, I am just going to know that, like, this is not it or this is not the right time and that's fine and I'm going to be able to uh, walk away from that knowing that I um, trusted the Lord, even though it was hard. So, we go to coffee. Um, <laughs> we started at one coffee shop and then he closed and then moved to a different coffee shop. Basically, yeah, this is like a three-hour marathon conversation. Yeah, and it feels like the retelling of it is going to be also... <laughs> <laughs> at this rate we're probably at 15 minutes um so i just had a list of questions like how serious are you about this um how long have you had feelings for me (laughs) what are your intentions um how do you know you're serious about me like what what is different about this relationship for you just all kinds of things wanted to make sure we were on the same page and everything he'd been just passing with flying colors and i saved the last question for last mostly because i was scared and i um you know i was scared of um brent not being on the same page and having that be it so um things were kind of wrapping up and he's like well do you have any other <laughs> any other questions for me and i was like uh yeah i guess um if we were to date like what what do you think of physical boundaries like what do you think you would want that to look like um and yeah, Brent goes, well, you know, I kind of think that maybe if we were to date, like, what if we didn't kiss until our wedding day? And I just calmly and coolly was like, okay, yeah, that could, sure. Yep. <laughs> and like held it in. Um, so then Brent gets up to use the restroom and I'm like silently in the coffee shop celebrating. And um, my dad had texted me because he knew that we were, you know, on this little coffee date and was like how's it going and my response was i'm going to marry this man like that's what's (laughs) happening (laughs) so yeah right then and there i basically god was like this is it like this is happening so yeah so brent came back and was like well what do you think and i was like yeah i think we're dating now so that was november 5th or 6th or whatever and then we we went back to your house and then i went out to dinner with your sister (laughs) that's right what was that even about i think that she knew that we were probably going to start dating and she wanted to like vet me for herself Mm. is Mm -hmm. what i i believe that was when you say vet you for herself tell me more about that i mean we tell us we were acquainted but like she probably she had her own set of questions you know Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. quite the three-hour grilling that you gave me. But. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. That she that she did that. And then we didn't go to dinner ourselves for uh, a few a more week. days, five more days, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Our first date was Mackenzie River Pizza. New to Coeur d'Alene at the time. Mm-hmm. Now it just feels like another another weird chain. But it was funny too because we 
had just been eating like Italian food for <laughs> a couple of weeks, it felt like. And then it was funny to go to an American, you know, pizza place and get more of the same, not the same kind of stuff, but it was definitely American and totally fine. I, you know, I have no problem eating there. It was great. It's a good first date. I don't think we've been back though. Have we? Maybe yeah, once or twice. Yeah. We've been there a couple of times. It's just not, uh, it's not as exciting knowing that it's more of a chain than it used to be. You know, I loved it when it was the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> or Cafe. It was a Cheesecake Cafe. Uh, so anyway. Not Cheesecake Factory because that's its yeah, own. that's a different. It was a Cheesecake Cafe. It caused much confusion when it when it came to be. Anyway. Including to this day. <laughs> to, yeah, the confusion has not stopped. Okay. Well, we do have more to this part of our story. Um but we do want to know what we should talk about next. We're starting to think about future episodes, future topics. So we're interested in what has interested you so far. If you knew us during this time, what part of the story did you not realize was going on around you? Like what are, what are some behind the scenes things where you're like, Oh, that's cool. I saw this and this, but I didn't know how that was connected. If you know me from Bama, what has surprised you about the voice you thought you knew from that <laughs> show? And it turns out this is kind of a Bible show too. Maggie's still talking Second Kings and stuff. So, hey. you know, a little cross-pollination. But <laughs> you can get in touch. Our email is abampodcast, A-B-A-M podcast at gmail.com. And that'll do it for this episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Ciao, ciao.